You're listening to the Coaching Matrix Private Podcast. Being coached, guys. I was just gonna. Oh, it's okay. Yeah, I know. There's always things I can I can ask you about, though. Yeah, Um, I mean, ask me anything. Yeah, thank you. (laughs) One of the main things at the moment is, um, I'm working. I think I said this last time. I'm working on growing my email list, Mm -hmm. and I'm kind of thinking like, I don't know if I'm. And I said last time about doing it right, Um, but um, I've been thinking about. Because at the moment, what I do is just repurpose whatever I post on Instagram. I kind of put it into an email form and do two emails a week to the wider list. But then I'm I'm questioning, like, am I making the most of the email list? Like, my brain's offering me this thought that's like, well, um, why would they want to be on the email list if it's just the same content as Instagram? Like, it needs to be something different. But then I'm like, is that, I don't know if that people probably don't always see it on Instagram um so yeah I'm just wondering about strategy really like should it be should you know how often should I be emailing just the when I'm not selling something particularly when I'm not mid-launch and should it be unique or can it just be repurposed I guess yeah so it might be like the direction that you repurpose like one of the thoughts that I had is could you think about writing an email and then turning the email into a post instead of the post into an email because one of the things that I think about is like the type of person that uses um, each platform is a little different, even if it's the same person, right? The way that I consume on YouTube is different than how I consume on TikTok or Reels, right? Like, even though it's just, it's still me. And so when I read emails, sometimes like if it's, especially if it's someone that I love, like I read their whole thing, right? And so maybe you are generating long, longer content on an email and then pulling out a piece of it and turning it into a post, Um I don't think it really matters. Like if you're, as long as you're adding value, but what do you think about that? Yeah, I think that makes sense. And I think maybe I am overthinking it a bit. And now what you said, as long as it's value, it doesn't matter. I think because for a long time, I was so just Instagram, Instagram, Instagram. Like I I do very long Instagram posts. It could be, you know, I, I don't, I know a lot of other businesses, they talk about doing it the other way around. They're like, you get people on email and then you get them to your socials. And I'm like, what are you on about? You get them from your socials to your email. So yeah. I know there's like maybe different ways to do it. Um, so yeah, maybe just being more flexible with it and just being like, it doesn't matter what the strategy is or how often it is, it's, it's on this value. Yeah, I think, think that- like two emails a week is like- I mean, I know people that email multiple times a day like it just it depends on what cadence feels good to you I email my list once or twice a week um yeah because what what we want why we want to nurture them is like we don't only want to just sell to our email list that feels really awful <laughs> for the consumer right where you only email them if they're in a launch like that you know what I mean it's like oh here's her emails again she's gonna sell me something versus like no like I open Rebecca's emails like I I like hearing from her oh she's selling something like that's a different experience than Oh, here it comes. She's emailing because she wants my money. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. This is like having a relationship. Um, there's a book that I refer to a lot. It's called Dotcom Secrets. Have you heard of that book? No, I've not. 
Um, it's by Russell Brunson. And he talks about basically there's two kinds of emails. He calls them like the daily Seinfeld emails, which is like basically what we would do on Instagram, right? This is what's going on in my life. This made me think of you. Here's some interesting things. Let me know if you want help with it or, you know, pay attention to my, you know, like some sort of call to action. And then he talks about like the soap opera, which is more of like a sequence, right? Like that. So the emails kind of build and that that's another way to do emails as well. Um, I think that if you are in a rhythm, don't break it. Just keep doing it. Do you know where your open rates are? Um, between like 33 and like 40 something percent. Um, I think the industry like averages like 25%. So that's pretty good. Okay. That's good to know then. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Yeah. And I think like, cause I was really conscious of during my launch, I was emailing like every day and like multiple times a day. And now it's dropped to like two a week, but I guess in in my head, I'm like, that's, are they going to think that's weird? But I guess that's normal, isn't it? You know, you do ramp it up during a launch. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. And when I'm not getting unsubscribes, I also, I'm not making money. So like, um, that's how I like have kind of reduced the drama I have about people leaving my email list because I know if no one's unsubscribing, it also means I'm not selling anything. Right. Or I'm not, I'm not being bold enough in my, in my writing. And so when I get unsubscribes, it's usually when I'm in a launch. And so it's like, yeah, like people are going to leave my list, but people are also going to buy from me. Now, when I'm between launches, kind of like you, like the point is like that nurturing value, getting people wins, um, kind of like that runway. Were you here when we talked about the runway idea? Um, no, I don't know if I was actually. Okay. So I'm going to draw like, cause I think it's, it's just, I'm a visual person. So the way I like to describe it is like the longer the launch. Hi, Ashton. I don't know if you can hear me. Um, the longer the, the runway, the bigger the plane that can take off, right? So if you like have a big launch coming, like here's your plane, you're like, I'm going to drive this plane. It's going to be huge, <laughs> right? Our launch. So you need time. So this looks like emails and posts. And the longer amount of time you add value, the bigger the ask can be. Um, and so right now you're like actually getting ready for your next launch. Does that feel true? Yeah. So you're building up demand, you're getting them, you know, you're not even necessarily talking about like your product or your services. It's just like building the relationship, um, getting them to know you, getting them interested in what you do. Maybe they like have an email that like they respond to you and they're like, this was amazing. Like, those are all like, um, I don't know if you follow Stacey Bayman, but she calls it the value bank. Like you were like depositing deposits of value in their minds. So they're like, oh, Rebecca's awesome. Oh, Rebecca talks about relationships. Oh, she's helping me be more positive. Oh, that was an interesting way to think about it. And it's just like over time, they have this relationship where they see you so that when you launch the next time, they're like, I have a history of opening emails from her. We have like a long-term relationship, even though we've never talked in person. Yeah, yeah, you know? Yeah. So do you think it's okay that kind of drop between the launch being like every day? Yes. I think you have to make that drop. It's okay. Yes. So like word of like, I guess um, rule of thumb, that's the word I was looking for. Not rule. Um, Word of thumb is like, or rule of thumb is like once or twice a week with value. Maybe you direct them to an Instagram post. Like I've seen that done. Like 
you know, I was just talking about this on Instagram. If you want to see the, the little reel I made, like click here and it sends them to Instagram in case they missed it. Um, it's just staying in contact. You want to be front of mind. I think that's another reason to be why we do things consistently and frequently is because if you're not helping them, someone else is right. Yeah. And one of the big words that I think that you can take home is like, you want to be relevant to your clients. So mm. if you're not relevant, they're not going to buy from you. Yeah. Okay. This makes sense. I feel better. Yeah, I, Thank you. <laughs> you're already doing it. <laughs> so yeah. just classic again from last week, just like doubting that I'm doing it. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And I think also maybe you just need to spend time thinking about like, what results are you trying to create right now? You know, your result that you're, I don't know. Cause you just finished an awesome launch. Your result right now is like, how can I get more people to open my email? That might be something that you work on, yeah. which is almost always yeah. the subject line. Yeah. And I want to grow my email list as well. So I'm thinking of like freebies I can offer. Yeah. Um, like I want to do like a video, like a webinar. Um, yeah. Cause you can do like, I could do a freebie as just a webinar that people like can email to just watch and not have to do it live. And um, that's yeah. what I was thinking. Um, yep. But yeah, I might do something like that. And yeah. Okay. Yeah. The best way I'm always, cause I'm super critical like, or like, um, what's the word? uh like skeptical of people so it actually makes me like develop good offers because I'm like what would I give my email away for right something really awesome and so it doesn't even need to be live right I don't usually go to things live anyway I look for the replay and so yeah. you could record a, you could send a, a video that you've already recorded you could record one but like what would make someone give you their email that's what you want to think through yeah okay cool but yeah, that's, and I remember a few weeks ago, we coached on, you know, that Instagram, you're afraid that your Instagram is going to disappear. This will ease that yeah, fear, right? Like by building up your email list, you won't have that fear because you're like, they're on my email list. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Thanks, Rebecca. Thanks. All right. Shaylin or Ashton, did you guys want to jump on the hot seat? Yes. What's up, Ashley? <laughs> I'm so but glad. It's an, it's an emotional hot seat, and I'm coming late onto the call, so I don't want to throw off any. No, I mean, there's subject. You're good. It's a hot you are seat. good. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, um, I go through bouts of having a lot of anxiety about the sustainability of my business. Yeah. I think I kind of mentioned this before. Um. I don't know. Help. <laughs> yeah. Well, like, let's just like dig in. Um, like, what are you afraid is going to happen? Um, I'll lose clients. <laughs> um, the like, it's temporary, you know. I have good news uh, for you. You're right. You will lose clients. Right. That happens. So what's, what happens if you lose clients? Like what's like the worst case scenario that your mind is offering you? Oh, I won't be able to pay, pay the bills. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's what it is. It's not like losing clients. It's what that means for your, you and your family. Right. Yeah. But I always am able to pay the bills. <laughs> right. <laughs> I've always been able to pay the bills. Um, 
I love how you talk about being scrappy. Mm-hmm. I've heard you talk about that before. Yep. And I feel like I've always viewed that as a bad thing. Yep. Um, yeah. But you view it as a good thing. And I feel like I'm really good at that. Yep. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't even know what I'm trying to be coached on. <laughs> There's this like hidden, probably this like fear that it's all gonna fall apart someday. Anxiety is such like a sneaky little, like it just gets. It's I like picture it as like this like sneaky thing that kind of like moves through the cracks. You know, it's just like kind of yeah. Like, like, um, what's interesting about that is that a lot of times our our emotions, when we learn to trust them, have intelligence for us, and that's what I've learned is like, well, let's dice like separate the usefulness of your anxiety, right? How can we plan for people leaving? Right. Yeah. What have you done in the past? Um, I mean, networking, mm-hmm. you so know, just creating new clients, um, just creating new clients. Yeah. Um, networking. Um, I still need to ask for referrals. I just have to do it. Why is that so, it's so intimidating to me to send an email out and ask for referrals. Yeah. It's probably because of what you believe about your clients. Do you feel like an inconvenience to them? Yes. By asking that. Yeah. But do they love, like, do you have like a history of like that you've served them that they love you? Yes. So how do you feel about people that you love? Like, don't you want to do things for them? Totally. Yeah. They're going to feel the same. They're not going to be convenienced. And if the people are convenienced, they're not going to say that to you. (laughs) They're going to be like, oh, what they're going to do, because we know how people work, right? They're going to say, oh, I'll do it. And then they're never going to do it. That's what's going to happen. (laughs) You're not even going to be like, you're so inconveniencing me, Ashton. Oh my gosh. Right. Ask me, right. You're just going to get nothing from them. Right. People who do love you, you're not giving them the chance to like reciprocate like love for you. Like, yes, I want to share you with people. I bet. You're yeah. Gonna- okay. But I think there's a belief and that's what is more interesting to me that like, you think you're inconveniencing people. I bet that shows up in other places too. Not just mm-hmm. maybe. <laughs> yeah, totally. Okay. So I just need to ask for referrals. Like don't do anything else until you've done that today. It's a simple, okay. Hey, I have loved working with you. I am looking to fill my spaces. I have a few more and I want someone like you. Do you know anyone? Could you just send this my way? That would be amazing. Okay. Okay. All right. I will do that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no problem. Easy. You guys are easy today. I thought it was going to be emotional, Ashton. That was nothing. <laughs> hey, Shaylin, did you want coaching? Okay. <laughs> yeah. Since I'm here yes. and I can actually, I'm not cooking for once and yes. I'm, I can do this. <laughs> yeah, let's do it. Um, yeah. So I never got back to your um, thing in the Facebook group, the message. Yeah. It was a long one. <laughs> my, it was about my launch and I, 
I, I just haven't even had time to process it or like, I kind of was like, yeah, that was a complete flop. I need to figure out what I did. Not so great with that. Um, and then I kind of was like, oh, I should probably work through this before I jump into something else. And then I was like, I felt so much scarcity about like, I, I feel like I have this deadline. I'm like, okay, I'm having a baby in January. Like, I want to make some money before that. I want to like set up a wait list or like do something. Yeah. So it almost feels like I'm like sacrificing my every, like I've worked up to having like a, a six month or a 12 month package or whatever. And now I'm like, okay, I only have three months left. Like <laughs> I got to do something in three months. So which I mean, it could, to- that could totally be valuable too, but I'm like, should I even offer that? Because I've worked so hard to like, get, like, get my belief right about the six to 12 month. Should I just do a wait list? Like I'm like, so caught up between. And then I'm like, and then of course, as I'm like trying to contemplate all of this and figure out what I should do next, I had somebody reach out and just ask for like a one-off, like Mm -hmm. like intensive session and I've offered those before too so I'm like what do people want (laughs) like I keep on going back and forth and like what do I feel good offering too yeah so I'm just kind of like I guess it's kind of like a two-part question like as far as like the scarcity around like trying to fit fit things into this last few months of the year before I have to take a break and also like the like the maternity leave side of it, I guess. And like, what mm-hmm. should I, should I just wait? Like, I'm kind of just mixed on that. I don't know if you have any thoughts. Yeah, I do. Th- I think you have a thought, Eric, going on that like, if you offer a short-term package, it means you don't believe in your six month or 12 month package. And what if that wasn't true? Mm-hmm. It was just like, this is a different offer. Yeah. When you're back from your maternity leave, you offer your six month again. Yeah. That's what I was kind of like, that's what I was kind of thinking, but I was like, oh, is that wrong though? Because I worked so hard to be like, this is why I want to do six or 12 months, like yeah. a longer package. This is the secret. This is the secret that like a lot of people, <laughs> it's a, it seems manipulative, but it's not. And I'm going to explain myself. My favorite offer is the one that I'm selling. So when I'm selling one-on-one, it's my favorite offer. And why? It's because I'm in belief of it, right? So when I'm selling one-on-one, it's my favorite offer. When I'm selling the matrix, it's my favorite offer. And then I have a list of reasons why, right? And um, because I'm so sold on it, I've done the work to be sold on it. And so if you do a smaller offer, you have to do the work to be just as sold in it as your six months. So why is a short-term coaching session amazing, Mm -hmm. Cause like I, sometimes I sell those like a, a, like a little month intensive for people and I'm sold on it. It's like the best thing. Like if you want a quick thing, if you want something specific, like, so yeah. why, like, let's like kind of hash it out. Why is a short-term coaching, even a one-off, why is that an awesome, why is it the best for your client? I think because it's more intense, like there's a deadline, there's like, we're going to do these things in this shorter time frame, like, yeah. of course, it's valuable to go deeper and have a longer, longer term thing. But like, here's this, this block of time. And I want to help you get these results in this short amount of time rather than, you know, the longer term. Yeah. 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 And maybe it's something that they're, they're like in pain right now, you know, instead of like, 
oh, I have to wait for six months to get my transformation. You're like, no, like three months, you'll be a different person. Yeah. Um, I think yeah. that we think people remember what we say. Like it's not, and I, I want you to be in integrity. So it's not about lying. It's just like, you think they're going to watch your stories about this new offer and be like, but you said you were only going to do six months because that was like the best way to help people. Like, they're not going to do that. They're going to be like, oh, like I need a three month offer. Like that sounds good to me. It, yeah. it might surprise you like, what state of mind they're in they might it might be different compared to your two launches you know what I mean yeah and my last launch was a four month so I was mm-hmm. like oh I'm I'm like still past the three month like this is still kind of long for some people yeah. and I felt really good about it and then now that it's like getting like the time is sh- is is shrinking to when I'm not going to offer anything for a little while I'm like should I offer three months should I offer one month like what is the the, the ticket and like does it sound like you just said like I've said that before I've said I'm, I'm only gonna do these six to 12 months and then I'm like uh but I want to do like something shorter too <laughs> like going back and forth is just like the decision I guess I just need to make a powerful decision <laughs> yeah and try it I mean you're not gonna know until you try I think what kind of like what Ashton was talking about, like being scrappy. Like I, that's how I learned a lot about business is I shrunk my time for how many things I could try. So I got feedback and data to make a new empowered decision. Mm-hmm. Like I started my coaching business selling six week session, like six week packages. Mm-hmm. I didn't even know that there, I, I didn't even know someone want six months or a year. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. And um, I just like got to work. I think what kills dreams is like this, what we're doing right now, like trying to decide. Instead of like, I'm yeah. going to offer, you know, I'm going to make two spots available for one month and two spots available for three months. And I'm going to see what happens. And I'm going to sell it today. Okay. Sold both today and just made two spots available for each. Yeah. What That'd else be cool. <laughs> Why not? Right. What, yeah. what else do you need to yeah. decide? Do you know the pricing? Um, I actually like, I, so it, this was actually kind of a reflection from that last launch. And I kind of have been mentioning like this coach in your pocket, like one month boxer thing. Yeah. And, you know, the price came to me and I was just like, this is it. Like 222, like easy, simple, just yeah. 30 days. Let's do 30 days and see. So I've kind of been, I haven't like fully got into like selling it, but I have mentioned it. I have put it mm-hmm. out there a couple of times. And that was what I didn't do in the last launch. I kind of, I didn't build up to it before I was like, this is the offer. And I, I yeah. sold it for like a month, but I felt like I was really sold on it, but I feel like I also didn't, there were things that I didn't do too. Like yeah. it just certain little things that I could have done a little better. So I'm like trying to bring that into this, even though it's a totally different package. Like yeah, every launch I learned something, but yeah. What I've learned is make hype longer than the actual open cart. Mm-hmm. When we keep the op- when we keep the cart really open, we lose that like um, excitement, the curiosity, that the drive to act now. And so for this launch, like hype it up for a week and then only make it available for three days. Like they need to make the decision now. Mm-hmm. It feels a little scarier to do that. But then what I love about that is it allows you to move on to the next offer. So there's three days, let's say you're, you're, you're accepting clients for three days for this month or this 30 day Voxer intensive. Okay. They have three days to make their decision. If no one buys, that's okay. You move on to your next offer. 
And then you're yeah. talking about, you know, you're hyping up this next one and then there's a few days for them to make a decision. How does mm-hmm. that feel to you? I think you talked about this like a little while ago about how like you had, you want to keep like open enrollment, but when you put that deadline on there, people are like, they're buying on the last day. And I, I think I, that's what I did with my last launch. I was like, Oh, it's just going to be, I'm going to sell it in August and we're going to start in September. And I think the, the open cart was too long and like, I wasn't hyping it up. I did like the opposite. (laughs) Yes. So I've been there and it doesn't work. Right. Because then people don't have a reason to buy. It's just open. Um, the cool, it's going to be there. I'll maybe I'll like, maybe I'll make the decision next week. Maybe I, you know, maybe I need to make yeah. more money or like, I'm thinking about this other coach or actually I have a lot of expenses. My car just went to the shop. Like you don't know what's going on in their head versus mm-hmm. like, Hey, this is going away. And what it actually does is it helps them see, like, I want this. A lot of people don't actually get to that place where they're like, I want this because there's such an extended amount of time. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So increase yeah. the height, the length of the hype and shorten the launch. Yeah. Will open. I think that, that, makes, really that makes more sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think it's yeah. with the belief that like people want this, you know, and so you're giving and you're facilitating an experience where they make the decision. Mm-hmm. Scary. Yeah. Like, we think, well, I'm just going to keep selling it until it works. But like, what I think is like, give them a few days to make the decision. And then if no one buys, like you're moving on because maybe, yeah. maybe you need feedback about the offer or whatever, um, that you can't get until you move on and then see what works in the future. Right. Do, do you ever feel like it gets confusing, I guess, to people or are you, I mean, I guess I just like get like, Oh, I'm going to talk about this offer. And then if I go on to the next one, are people going to be confused that I just was talking about this old offer and now I'm talking about this new one? Or does it, do you think it, it just doesn't really believe about your audience? I believe my audiences are geniuses. They're really smart. What do you believe about yours? I think it's less about them. I think I make things confusing sometimes. Like, well, if, <laughs> I well, feel like let's it's just play a little bit. What if they really were geniuses, your audience? Would they, would they be confused or would they get it? they would see me just offering this and then offering this. And like, this is the offer that I'm on now. (laughs) Yeah. And if they needed clarity, they would ask you, Oh, I thought that it was only a month long. And you could say, Oh, that offer disappeared five days ago. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) That makes sense. Yeah. The other thing that I read, I read, there's a great book. If you guys want to read it, it's called magnetic marketing by Dan Kennedy. And he talks about this idea of like keeping things new and fresh for your audience and, and even your paying clients because our brain loves like um, novelty, right? And so actually I've, I've found the more I sell, the more interested people are in my business, which is like the opposite of what I think we initially think like, oh, if I sell, they're gonna be annoyed. It's like, actually they're more interested in what you're doing. So I think changing up your offers is a really powerful move to keep people engaged in what you're doing. Mm-hmm. So I think you should try it, the both. I would sell both. Yeah. And just see how it goes. I mean, worst case scenario, you don't get anyone. But like, if that's the worst case, like, why not try it? You know what I mean? Right. And I, I just feel like I got my big calendar over here and I'm like yeah. looking and like January feels so far away when the yeah. baby comes. 
but it's also like feels like tomorrow so I'm like oh my god like I only have these three months and I like keep looking at it as like okay I'm gonna sell this until this date and then like so I've never been super deadline focused but it makes sense to me now (laughs) like that I'm on a deadline Yep. to be like okay I'm gonna sell that I'm gonna hype this up for x amount of days or weeks or whatever and then I'm going to sell it for only these days. Like, and that's where I think I was kind of like, Oh, I'll just leave this open and I'll talk about it. And you know, every couple of days for like three weeks yeah. and have the car open, but like that didn't do anything. <laughs> I mean, yeah. other than teach me that it didn't work. So, yes. but yeah, that, I learned, that, I so I had a launch. Um, I called it the coach evolves. I don't know if you were, did you see that launch? I don't know how much. I think so. Yeah. Okay. I had one person sign up and that was a really big, um, learning curve for me. Cause I'm like, I'm a business coach and I can't sell out a launch. Like it really messed with my head. But what I realized yeah. was like the offer wasn't for my ideal client. Like it just didn't, like, it wasn't a good fit. And so it kind of like, you know what I mean? Like ships in the night, but I had to do that to get to other offers that were a success, you know? And so I just don't make failed offers mean a lot. I just take the data, yeah. use what I can to tweak it and then make a better one. Um, right. And that's what you're doing right now. And it has to fit with you. Like it's real that you're going to go on maternity leave. So you can say that you can say like, if you want to work with me longer, like this offer won't be available next month because by the time we finish, then I'm going to have a baby. So we have to start now. Yeah. Which is real, real scarcity, Mm -hmm. (laughs) real urgency. Yeah. Yeah. That feels a lot better than what I kind of was doing. (laughs) Yeah. It's good to talk this, talk the whole process out. (laughs) I mean, you kept your, how how long were you selling your offer? A a month? Um, I started talking about it in August and I like kind of hyped it up and then I, it was on and off throughout August. So it was Mm -hmm. like almost the whole month, I think. Yeah. That's a long, I mean, that's to me, I'm like, that's exhausting. Yeah. And it was, I mean, to me, like, I think of it as like, okay, it's four months. So how long is it going to take me to convince or like get people to see like the value of four months? Like it'll take me like a month. But like, now that I'm saying that out loud and thinking about it, like, it's not that it should take, like the time of the, of the package shouldn't determine how long I talk about the package, I guess, you know, (laughs) like now that I say it out loud, that doesn't, yeah. really makes sense. It all make like it all comes back to our beliefs, right? Like I choose to believe right. that someone could find me today and hire me for a year for one-on-one with my high, my most expensive offer. I entertain that thought a lot. Why not? It feels fun, you know? Right. Um, why not drop, like drop that pebble of belief, right? And see what happens. I think we don't really see how our beliefs influence our sales, right? If you believe that it takes a long time to convince someone, that's going to be true. Right. Versus like they can make a decision today. Yeah. And if my audience are geniuses, they don't need to hear about it for a whole month. (laughs) Decisions aren't made with time. Decisions are made with information. And if you give them the information, they can make a decision today. That's how I close consults as well. Like when people are like, well, I just need to think about it. I'm like, are you going to go home and like, sit at your couch and like ponder working with me. Like, no, you're not. Mm-hmm. You're going to go home and have a life, right? What, what information is yeah. missing? This is a powerful thing. If you have a consult, this is a really powerful question. Like what other information is missing that I could answer for you right now? Yeah. That, that pushes them to tell you like what's missing. It, this could happen in the DMS for you as well. We're like, well, I need to think about it. Oh, like, what are you going to think about? 
<laughs> what do you have any yeah. questions I can answer right now? So you don't like, there's nothing missing. Mm-hmm. It's a thought error to think we need more time to make a decision. It's actually information right. that we need. Yeah, that makes so much sense. And like, that's how I like to be sold to and like how I make decisions too. So I don't know why, why do we get so much in our heads about this kind of stuff? You know, like I, there's this, um, this bundle of like eBooks that like a bunch of, of like creators put together and it's like 50 bucks Mm -hmm. and that took, that takes me no time. I'm like, I'm Mm -hmm. getting that, that has stuff I want in it. Like, I don't need, the only question I have is like, how long do I have to download all of these? (laughs) Like, (laughs) you know, like, and and it's, and it's in the, in the FAQs. So I'm good. Like, (laughs) and the more high level you imagine your client, the less questions they're really going to have. And this, yeah. this takes some like new nuanced thought work, but like, I really believe this, my, like my higher, my highest performing clients, like you, like, I think you joined pro coach, you're like I'm in, right. Like, you're just like, I'm in, like, there's a reason that that work, like that kind of marketing works is because I'm imagining someone who's going for it, right. Like they don't need a ton of information. They just want to be a part of it. And that starts with your belief. Mm-hmm. like why not just believe that they're geniuses and the right person's going to say yes quickly they don't need more information if they have all of the information they don't need more time they just need to make a decision mm-hmm. and what I like all about right, a I'm short, gonna... yeah you should and what I like about a short open period is that's what you help them do they don't need a lot of time you're helping them make a decision now because they have all, all the information that they need yeah I like that I'm going to try it yeah. I like it. Why not? I like, I think scrappy is a really good thing. Cause like, for me, it gives me a lot of certainty that like, even if my business doesn't go the way that I want it to, or maybe something bad happens bad. Like, um, last summer I had a process of an, a pretty significant refund because someone, anyway, it was very dramatic for me and it was, it felt really heavy for me. And I realized when I was on the other side of it, I was just scrappy. Like I just learned how to make the money in between when I was processing the refund. And it was like proof and evidence that like, I do what it takes. And that makes me certain, not in my business, but in myself, right? Like that I can figure this out. And for you, like with these launches and these new offers, like don't, don't be sold on the offers or even the process that I'm sharing, be sold on you that you're going to figure it out. And that's where personal power lies is that belief. So you had a failed launch, move on to the next one. Right. It's not the first and it won't be the last likely either. No, No, this is like how you get the wisdom for a future amazing launch. Yes. Awesome. Thank you. (laughs) All right. We still have some time. I'm I'm probably, yeah. If you guys need to go, you can like, feel free to go. I'm going to hang out in case people show up late. Or if you guys have other questions you can ask as well. Could I ask a really quick question? Yeah, of course. Um, I'm launching um, a podcast. I've I've recorded a few episodes. um, So I want to launch it soon. I'm kind of like getting some episodes done before I talk about it. But I was just wondering if you have any kind of tips or advice on anything podcast related. Um, Similar to a launch, you want to hype it up. Like it's coming, it's coming. I would even say something to your email list and your Instagram followers, like something's coming. Can't tell you what yet, but can't wait to share. Um, okay. Because it's like, like that, it's like the same principle as the launch, right? Like 
we are so excited and we expect other people are going to be excited, but we have to be level 10 excited and they'll probably be level seven excited, <laughs> right? They're not going to be as excited as you. So you really have to hype it up. The next thing that I, I didn't do that I wish I did is ask for testimonials and like reward or not testimonials. What are they called? Reviews or ratings? like and reward it so maybe you're like giving away like you're I'm going to send you a notebook or you win a free coaching session with me or something if you submit a review in the first few days um I know that that is really beneficial for people and it helps other people find your podcast because it's like Apple podcast rewards the ratings (laughs) so um that's what I wish I would have done okay yeah yeah because you I wouldn't really want to like offer free coaching session moving you know like for every single review because obviously that would be like loads of time but I guess yeah. if, if you mean like the first few days like well you can draw it right like that's how I maybe offer one and then you just collect all the ratings and then draw it out um, you won yeah, okay. yeah so not like yeah. everyone who submits a review gets a free coaching session. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that'd be a lot but like if you review like rate and review like I put your name into a bucket and someone's going to win a free coaching session with me um, oh, money works really good if you want to dangle like a hundred dollar gift card things like that have worked really well yeah amazing okay yeah cool that's exciting how many podcast episodes have you recorded um I think I've done three so far but I wanted to just get a little bank of them before I talk about it um yeah. and just as well make sure that I can keep up with recording one a week um yeah. which is going fine so far but I want to make sure before I commit yeah. to it <laughs> yeah that's cool that's exciting. I love podcasting. So <laughs> it's super fun to me, but, yeah. and I think it's just another touch point. And then what's cool about podcasts too, because, because we talked about your email list is like, sometimes if I don't have an email necessarily coming to me, like I'm stuck on what to write. I just write what I wrote about in a podcast. And then I link the podcast episode in my email. And that's my email for the week, which has helped me a lot. So, lots of reboots to start. Hey, thank you so much for listening to the Coaching Matrix private podcast. I just wanted to tell you, thank you for being a member. Thank you for being here. I hope you found today's episode helpful for your life and for your business. And I want you to know that I am cheering you on and I will see you in another episode.